University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is David Stouffer and I get to be the recruitment coordinator for the UMSL College of Education. Each week on this podcast, we will meet an innovator in the field of education. We will spend some time getting to know them and learning about their work and how it can help you and yours. It is my sincere hope that this podcast will be a source of encouragement and support as you work to continue impacting lives as an educator. My guest today is Dr. Katie O'Daniels. Dr. O'Daniels is a teacher educator specializing in literacy studies at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. She earned her PhD from UMSL in 2017. Her previous degrees include a Bachelor of Science in Education in Elementary Education from the University of Missouri-Columbia and a Master of Arts in Teaching in Communication Arts from Webster University. Dr. O'Daniels currently holds Missouri teaching certifications in special reading K-12, elementary education grades 1 through 6, and Spanish certification in grades K through 9, as well as a graduate certificate in the teaching of writing. Prior to joining the UMSL faculty, she taught fourth grade in a Missouri public school and worked as a reading specialist at a community college. In addition to her teaching, Dr. O'Daniels directs the Gateway Writing Project, a local site of the National Writing Project. The Gateway Writing Project is a network of over 250 educators in schools across the St. Louis region who pride themselves in sharing expertise in writing across the curriculum, exploring new writing technology, promoting diversity, equity, and social justice issues, building teacher relationships and leadership, and creating collaborative learning communities. In her work with the Gateway Writing Project, she intersects with classroom teachers and their students through professional development and youth writing activities. Dr. O'Daniels, welcome to the UMSL College of Education podcast. It's great to have you today. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. I'm very excited to talk to you. You've got um, uh, an incredible background and specialization in teaching and reading and writing, and that's very evident in the work you do here at UMSL. Um, Where did that passion come from, and and how are you able to use that passion to impact others with your work at UMSL? Well, I've always loved reading since I was a kid. Um, Writing, I will say, came came a little later, (laughs) came a little later in my journey. Um, But what led me to specialize in literacy education, it was really driven by necessity. I can remember being a first year fourth grade teacher. And I'd spent all this time getting my room ready and trying to get to know my students and all the cutesy stuff. And I sat down to plan and just felt paralyzed. At that time, we had Um, We had a basal reader, you know, like a textbook that had a number of different stories and every kid had a a workbook, but there were also all these supplemental materials. And suffice to say, there was way more than could be done in a single week. And so I just didn't, I didn't know where to begin. Um, I, I remember breaking down in tears, feeling so overwhelmed with 
what do I do with all of this? Um, all of these kids here in front of me that I'm, I'm supposed to teach them how to read and write. Um, so, well, I had great colleagues that helped me through those first couple of weeks and well, really that whole first year. Um, but I just didn't feel prepared to really meet the needs of the students in front of me. And I now kind of understand that anybody for coming into their first year of teaching probably is never going to feel fully prepared That's to do very that true. work um, because it's, you know, it's hard, challenging work, but that's what drove me to, to keep learning. I, I wanted to, to keep learning more about um, how to meet the needs of my students, how to do this complex, challenging work in a better way. So I read lots of books and I soaked up professional development where I could. And in my second year of teaching, I started working on my master's degree um, and I actually, when I started my master's degree, I didn't, I didn't yet know I was going to specialize in, in literacy, uh, technically reading. I have a reading specialist certification. Um, but the more classes I took, the more it just became evident that that was, <laughs> that was where I, I needed to go. So um, I guess in thinking about how that translates to my work here at UMSL, I think it's kind of what I alluded to is just as I work with teacher candidates, I want them to understand that this is complex, challenging work and you don't have to be perfect. I think, um, you know, as I continued on my learning journey, obviously I didn't stop at a master's degree. I, I did my graduate work here at UMSL. I have a PhD in literacy education. Um, and I think I, I somehow mistakenly thought that if I just kept learning more, that somehow I would get to this pinnacle point where I'd feel like I knew it all and could just do it so well right. without even thinking. And I know now, I think what I learned <laughs> through all of that learning is that that's, that's a farce. That's, you know, you're not, you're never going to stop learning. Um, well, the more so you learn, still, the more you keep learning. Yeah, that's very true. So I still keep, um, you know, learning more about literacy research and how to best you know, teach reading and literacy pedagogy even now every single day. So I think I want my students to um, take this seriously in the sense that it's hard, challenging work. And if we're ever going to achieve anything close to equity in education, we need really, really qualified literacy educators um, in every classroom. But at the same time, it's not something that's just going to happen on a whim. You know, it's something that continues to develop. So you just need to kind of, um, you know, keep learning. And I try and break those complexities down, but I also try and help, um, I, I think, help teacher candidates see that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to keep trying and keep learning. Sure, sure, sure. So you started your career in education as a K-12 uh, teacher, um, reading teacher uh, in 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 the schools. How, how long did you do that? What was that like? Tell us a little bit about your experience there. So funny enough, I actually, my first year of teaching was actually teaching high school Spanish um, because <laughs> I had a, <laughs> I had a minor in Spanish after I graduated um, from MU. And with that minor, I was able to get provisionally certified and I was having a hard time at the time finding an elementary job. So when somebody offered me a Spanish job, I was just naive enough to think that I, you know, that would be no problem. But um, anyhow, after that first year of teaching Spanish, I was able to transfer to an elementary building within the same district. And then I taught fourth grade there for uh, six years. And then um, 
at that sixth year was when I had my first child. And so I had an opportunity to take a step away from full-time teaching and start working as an adjunct. So I taught developmental reading courses at St. Charles Community College. So it was kind of interesting to have come from this elementary perspective where you were seeing the beginning seeds of of learning to read and then have this um, post-secondary perspective where you're seeing um, how to continue to support those learners who still need additional help with college level reading as we all do. Um, You know, again, that continues to develop across time. So. um, So was that the end of your K-12 elementary teaching career and the beginning of your higher education career? Yes, exactly. When, you know, when my kids were closer than to to starting school themselves, it it, it was, I knew I needed to, to get back um, into full-time, into the field full-time. Um, and I don't know, I just decided to go with the higher education route rather than the K-12 route. I'm not sure. I, I think I, I think, um, at the time, maybe the flexibility of, of the higher ed route was really a draw with me having young kids. Um, so. Well, but, but now you, you still get to impact the same students that you used to work with in the elementary classroom, but by working with the teachers that are going to go back and work with them as a as a professor at UMSL. I think that's so your reach is going to be much more and your impact is going to be much greater now because you get to work with the teachers who are going to in turn work with the students and have an impact on them. So hats off to you. That's a that's fantastic. And part of your work um, that I'm really interested in hearing about is the Gateway Writing Project. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the Gateway Writing Project in general for any of our listeners that uh, don't know much about it, and then talk a little bit about your role with the Gateway, Gateway Writing Project. Well, the Gateway Writing Project sounds like it's a thing, but actually it's um, a network. So the Gateway Writing Project is a local site of the National Writing Project, which is a professional network dedicated to improving the teaching of literacy broadly, but specifically improving the teaching of writing. So across the United States, and actually we have some international sites, uh, but there are almost 200 local sites of the National Writing Project, and all of them are connected with a university. So our St. Louis site, the Gateway Writing Project, um, referred to as GWP. So if you hear me talk about GWP, that's that's the acronym that um, those in the know use. So um, we've been housed at UMSL since 1978. And um, as our former director and, and my mentor, Nancy Singer, always says, you know, there are a lot of there are not many things in education that have that much staying power. So it's a sort of a testament to the National Writing Project and the Gateway Writing Project that we've been along, as, we've been around as long as we have working with and, and helping teachers. Um, so I mentioned Nancy Singer. Um, I started um, when I was doing my PhD work here at UMSL. I started working as a program coordinator with Gateway Writing Project, and then eventually um, I co-directed the writing project with Nancy. And then as Nancy moved into other leadership roles in the department and the college, um, I then took over as director when I started my full-time faculty job here. 
now. Um, I am lucky enough to have the amazing Tracy Brosh, who co-directs the writing project with me, so I'm not doing it all on my own anymore. Um, but we also have a wonderful cadre of teacher leaders who um, really drive a lot of the programs that that we have um, and really contribute their expertise, their passion um, to make these programs come alive and, and to, sure. to bring them about. So. so is the Gateway Writing Project primarily set up to provide uh, professional development resources, opportunities for current um, writing and reading teachers of all grade levels? Uh, is it a specific um, target audience? Who, who, who works with the GWP and who's part of that network? So, well, I will say our network is largely ELA teachers. However, um, we we know that literacy and writing especially touch every single grade level, every single subject area. So we always invite teachers from pre-K all the way to post-secondary um, who teach within any discipline to, to join our network and, and feel that there's support for them there. Um, right now is, is part of the work we're doing on the Comprehensive Literacy State Development Grant. Um, we're working with some content area teachers in science and social studies to further source-based argument writing. Um, so, you know, we feel like there's a fit there for, for people outside of ELA uh, to continue to work with literacy teaching. But I think the thing that really um, drives me in the writing project is our focus on teacher professionalism. Um, we know that we know that not just anybody can pick up a book and become a teacher, um, you know, as evidenced by my, my earlier story. It, it's hard work and it takes dedicated people. It takes knowledgeable people who know their students deeply, but who also know their craft deeply. So part of the work we do beyond just, and I say just literacy, but beyond with the emphasis on literacy is really an emphasis on teacher leadership and teacher professionalism. So one of the core things that we do, um, and actually this is something that connects all of the writing project sites across the nation, is we have a writing institute. Um, the writing institute is a six graduate credit hour course at UMSL, but it's also a profound professional development experience. Um, some people have described it as career changing and talked about how, um, you know, they were feeling really isolated in the field and then found this professional network that um, that keeps them connected. So the Writing Institute is open to educators from all grade levels, um, pre-K through post-secondary. And I would say also writers in addition to that. We have a lot of times we have people who are working on their uh, master's, their MFA over in the English department who come and work with us. Now, a lot of those folks will go on and teach writing in some capacity as well, but um, they come to us through that, through the English department. But we're open to all grade levels, all disciplines, um, and what makes it a great experience is, is one, um, we make space for teachers to write together. Um, teachers are expected to take their practice public through demonstration lessons and workshops um, that again, you know, help to not only um, get feedback on your own practice, but also share that knowledge out with others. Um, 
they we work on development as a teacher leader and sort of that advocacy piece of of teacher professionalism that I mentioned earlier. And the Writing Institute used to actually be called the Summer Institute because we only had a summer option. Um, However, this year we are piloting a year-long Writing Institute that is a three-credit-hour course in the fall and a three-credit-hour course in the spring. And then we'll also have our traditional Summer Institute in summer 2023. Um, So once a person has completed the Writing Institute, they are considered a teacher consultant or a TC um, with the Gateway Writing Project and also with the National Writing Project. Um, and, and not everybody stays connected, but many, teacher, many teachers do stay connected and they come to see the Gateway Writing Project Network as their professional home, um, just as I do. So, so what, uh, in addition to the institute that you mentioned, what other opportunities are for there, there for teachers to connect and network and be part of, uh, you know, uh, gain resources, gain, gain training, gain professional development through the Gateway Writing Project? So we, um, you know, we have this network of of TCs or teacher consultants, but we are also interested always in in reaching those folks who are not yet TCs. (laughs) So some of the things we do, um, we, we, every year we host book study groups, professional book study groups, um, so this year we have six choices, I believe. Um, we're we're looking at linguist, uh, linguistic just uh, sorry. We're looking at linguistic justice by April Baker Bell, texture teaching by Lorena Escoto Herman, um, the joy of reading, uh, why they can't write. Um, How to Tell a Story, which is the Moth Hour from NPR, and a food literacy book called Say Yes to Pairs. So any teacher is is welcome to join our book study groups. It's, it's, again, those teacher leaders we have in the network serve as the leaders for the book study groups and really arrange the meetings at times and places that work for the people who are involved in the groups. Um, We also have a GWP conference on writing which um, is in April, I'm gonna say April 5th this year, but I might be blanking on the date. Um, Let me check that real quick. No, that's no problem at all. Yeah, take your time. Uh, I'm I'm really amazed, not just at what the Gateway Writing Project offers in terms of professional development for writing, but what you mentioned about your your personal uh, sort of passion about uh, integrity and professionalism within the within the field that that really impresses me a lot so um, really really encouraged to hear that so so um, so when is the date did you find that yes uh, uh, April 6th that will be April 6th this year and actually right now we are accepting um, proposals for workshops so um, any of these things I'm talking about can be found on our website which you can find through going to the College of Education page but it's umzl.edu slash services slash GWP. Um, and awesome. all of these things are all on our, all of the stuff I'm talking about can also be found there mm-hmm. or we have social media at Gateway Writing Project. Uh, we have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So that's another way to, to stay connected. Um, you know, we Excellent. also, I mentioned, go ahead. No, you please continue. I mentioned the Comprehensive Literacy State Development Grant, and that has been just a really great way to connect with a lot of new teachers because we're working with teachers in 
34 area schools um, on professional development around literacy. And so it's just been great to connect with all the professionals in those schools um, and continue to support them through professional development. Um, we also do things that are for teachers as writers, because we know that in order to teach writing, it helps to, to be a writer yourself. So we have like low stakes writing challenges that kind of help to build the routine of writing. Um, October is October. So it's all about writing in the outdoors. Um, and then we also have a presence in the community. So um, National Writing Project has a partnership with the National Park Service that encourages writing in the outdoors and it's called Write Out. And we actually this year are partnering with the Gateway Arch National Park. And so as part of that, we're hosting a writing marathon at the Arch. Um, it's on October 17th. And a writing marathon, a writing marathon sounds intimidating, but it's really just an opportunity to, to get out to find inspiration in places outside of your, your normal settings. And so this year, the focus is on STEAM education. So it's really looking at some of the engineering and architecture and different things around um, the arch. And I also believe the courthouse is a part of that. Um, oh, and then we also have a fantastic. write engineer, sorry. Mm -hmm. no, we also no. have a write engineer writing contest that runs from October 9th through 23rd. So these are all open to the public um, and especially to area school children. Um, other things we do that are directly focused on youth include we have drop in and write sessions for kids in grades four through 12 in October. That is on just a second, um, October, Tuesday, October 24th, or sorry, Tuesday, October 25th from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Ferguson Public Library. So this is just a really informal um, come in and, and write with, you know, that we'll have. Um, teacher leaders there who will support students, provide inspiration, um, but really it's just about providing a space to, to make writing an emphasis. And so the theme, of course, for October is writing spooky stories. Um, <laughs> in November, great. we will host a youth writing festival for middle school students here on campus. So that's November 10th. Um, and it's really like a conference for kids where we um, have different workshops that they can attend. And then it ends with this great open mic sharing session um, where these kids get up and just <laughs> share one, get over the nerves of, of speaking in front of a large group, but also share this like writing that they did in just this short amount of time. And it's always just so amazing to see what they've come up with. Um, we do a three-week summer program called One City Stories that's for high school students, which really focuses on not just writing, but also connecting youth from different areas of our region, because we know that, you know, you can start to feel a little bit in your bubble in your own school when you don't have opportunities to connect with people outside of that. Um, so I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but lot, lots of things that we um, try and do to not only support teachers, but also to support youth and, and um, do community-engaged work. I'm just I'm just amazed you have all that down by memory. That's incredible. All the activities and all the opportunities for people and just the way that we're connecting with the community. That's the piece that's really exciting. It's not just about working with teachers to teach writing. It's about connecting with the community, with kids, with families, opportunities all over the St. Louis area. What an amazing, amazing 
program and an amazing opportunity it is for for everybody in the St. Louis area. So well done, well well done. Well, like I said, I don't I don't do this alone. We have amazing teacher leaders who really um, take on a lot of this this work um, because because they want to because <laughs> because they believe yeah. in in this as much as I do. Well, there's a, clearly a you have a passion, and I'm sure there's others you work with that are just very passionate about about this and the importance of the work that you do. So um, what does the future hold for Dr. Katie O'Daniels? What's what's next on the uh, agenda for you in your career? You know, some people I think see university professors as disconnected from K-12 or in the ivory tower, and that's not me at all. So I want to continue connecting um, with teachers and connecting with kids. Um, I want to keep learning and growing as an educator because because like I said, I know you know, there's always something more to learn about this complex field. Um, I also really want to continue the community engagement work, um, specifically more with a focus on research is where I'm headed, because the work that teachers are doing in schools is hard, and I want to find ways to support that and do research that is with and for teachers and students in K-12 schools, um, and just continue to, to support and support teachers, promote teacher professionalism, and promote literacy broadly. Excellent. Another, I'm just blown away at the many examples I hear about our faculty at UMSL, our staff at UMSL, and the way we consider our mission to not just be to provide graduate degrees, but really connect with St. Louis, with the surrounding communities, and this is just another perfect example of that. Your work at UMSL and the work you do there, the work work with the Gateway Writing Project. So very encouraging to hear all about that and uh, your great work, Dr. O'Daniels, Dr. O'Daniels. So thank you so much for being here with us. Any any parting thoughts before we end our time? No, just check us out at um, at our website and um, on our social media at Gateway Writing. Um, and yeah. Look forward to connecting with with new teachers and, and those who are already a part of our network. And as always, to learn more about Dr. O'Daniel's work or anything that is the UMSL College of Education, you can reach out to me. Um, my uh, email address is d-a-s-t-o-f-e-r at umsl.edu. My phone number is 314-243-0773. Dr. O'Daniels, thank you so much for being a guest today on the UMSL College of Education podcast. Thanks so much for having me. As you can tell, I, I like to talk about, about literacy, so it's been nice. I am honored that you chose to join me today for the University of Missouri St. Louis College of Education podcast. I hope you'll join me next time. Till then, I'm David Stouffer. Thank you for the work you do. Never forget, you are making a difference every day. <music>